Comrades, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number two of yes. the Comfy Show. The Comfy Show. It's no longer Comfy in the Lowlands. We are now the Comfy Show. Yeah. Welcome. We went, we went for the rebrand since we are now bilingual officially. Um, yeah. Dutch people will understand the Comfy Show, <laughs> the Comfy Show, just as well as they understand the Comfy in the Lagerlande. While English yeah. people probably break their throat over the pronunciation alone, let alone uh, understanding yeah. it. Um, so welcome. And um, it's going to be a pretty packed episode. It is. A lot happened uh, last week. I made a lot of promises on Twitter uh, that we would be talking about it. And then um, at the moment you're preparing the episode, you're like, oh, no, we have a lot to talk about. But that's actually yeah. good. So uh, let's get started right away. What what happened last week? Personally, Jarno, how did you feel? How do you feel about well, the last seven days since uh, last Thursday? That's interesting. We've been mostly busy with, with getting this entire show on its feet. Um, we are now on, on Podbean. We're on different um, podcast channels like the Spotify, the, the Amazon, um, Google Podcasts. Google. Yeah. yeah, Apple is a little bit of a tough nut to crack. They have this fabulous podcast network. They, they coined the term podcast, but for some weird reason, they are having issues ranging back from like 2019 with people not being able to upload their podcasts and not being approved, which is no. quite strange. That's terrible. Uh, we really we would really like to be on the Apple Podcasts, but it just it is just not possible for us for some reason. We're getting an error and we're doing everything we can, but for some reason, it's impossible. So now we have the funny situation where we're uploading uh, a Dutch podcast to uh, Amazon Music, while in the Netherlands and Belgium, uh, podcasts are not even available uh, on Amazon Music. So I think the the Dutch diaspora in other countries can enjoy our uh, podcast. We're kind of a wereldomroep in this way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, yeah. so, so, so that took up a, a, a lot of bandwidth um to, to getting that all sorted obviously we had the dutch uh podcast going live on tuesday yep. so it was pretty interesting we had a pretty good talk there um market wise yeah it's not that much going on it's um i got my first nft which is interesting eden uh, hordes eden horde yeah yeah on, on looks rare nonetheless by the way if people yep. heard me talk about looks rare um, there is this sneaking suspicion that it might not be the best investment. So if somebody was trying to copy... Get out. What, yeah, it might not be the best to hold on. We could be wrong, um, but I'm I'm out. I have, I have no looks rare anymore. I did buy the NFT there, um, which was uh, based on some some alpha I got from, uh, from a group. Interesting. Um, so, so, so that went on. I got a bunch of extra Q&T from the looks rare that I sold. Um, so I'm even more confident than I was, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling confident as ever. There's not that much going on. No good news, no bad news. Uh, we know that in the background, everything is proceeding as planned. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to prove that, that later on. Um, there's been a new update today, Overledger 2.2.0. There's news on Lackchain. And there is a course launched by quant in uh cooperation with king's college london yeah um 
for this is by far the biggest news of last week, in yeah, my opinion. For for becoming certified as a blockchain and an overledger developer, which is which is amazing. We'll elaborate on that in a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just comfy as ever. <laughs> How do you feel, Tim? How I feel? Yeah. Um, I'm feeling good. I got a question as well somewhere uh, on a social media platform. And they asked me, well, how do you feel compared to the period before Christmas? I said, well, the same. I feel as comfy as ever. Sure, the price action wasn't really good since uh, Christmas. We had to, uh, well, kind of index our taxes on the 1st of January. And I remember us being at 155 in euro. So that's like 170 burger tokens. A bit more, I guess. Uh, something like 170 freedom units. No, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and then we dropped all the way back to uh, around, uh, what was it? Like 90 freedom units. And uh, that's 75 euro. And now we're uh, on the way back up. And honestly, going down sucked. Um, but I didn't panic. It just really sucked. You kind of sort of mentally trained in a way. It's also in the middle of the winter. So at least when you're here in the Northern Hemisphere. Kind of sucks. But on the other hand, you see all the other things. You see the price action and you see the company just developing. They're just going on with, with what's happening. You see the amount of wallets increasing every day. Uh, you see total panic all over the crypto market. You see the possibility of a Russian invasion. You're like, okay, but we are we are going back up. We should have been dead today because and yesterday the evasion was planned for three o'clock local time in the afternoon, and for some reason it didn't happen. No, exactly. So you're still alive. We're still making it. For some, the pandemic also seems to be over. If you believe certain people, a bit more skeptical about that, but it's looking good at least. Um, so yeah, I'm just as comfy as ever and just following the news, uh, recording quant. Uh, I feel good about the fact that we uh, went onto Twitter. Uh, I made one uh, last Thursday, so one week ago now. We only have a little less than 200 followers at the moment, so we're small. And I really hope that people start supporting us there because we are really trying to make an interoperable platform between Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so that everybody uh, so can, can can listen and watch free of charge, which is very exactly. important to us. Yeah, uh, we, we set up the entire show via Podbean, uh, got ourselves going on Spotify, which is fantastic, honestly. It, it's so great that we are on Spotify. It's my go-to app uh, for listening music, and it's just brilliant. Um, it, it, it updates kind of immediately, so as soon as we uh, change things, in terms of the feeds that we send to all the, the, the platforms, it changes immediately. It looks good and it sounds great. So I can just go on a walk sometimes and just listen to ourselves. That's what I do, actually, to just kind of train myself in, in how I talk and what I can change. You're a little narcissist, you. Yeah, well, no, and it's also <laughs> kind of enjoyable because during a podcast, um, I'm just listening. Yeah, I'm just thinking for myself what I'm going to say next. And sometimes I just kind of miss what you said and sometimes that's very smart and i just miss it and i'm like yeah, yeah yeah sure and then i just move on to another topic and listening it back um you actually hear all the stuff that it is actually being said sometimes yeah. and i think it goes both ways obviously definitely um so that was great and what also is going on is we we have some new hardware 
Tim, yeah. uh, Tim has a new webcam. Yeah, I hope it's better. It's, uh, it should be better at least. Still not pretty to look at, but it, at least it, the resolution no, no. is higher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. no, exactly. It's uh, and, still and terrible, I, but at least it's in a higher resolution. Yeah, and I'm fucking about with uh, with some light strips, getting the lighting more consistent and better. Um, this is also because now we are recording during daytime, and as you can see, I have light coming from the right. Um, so my camera is adjusting all the time. I try to, to to catch that because balconies on the south side or the windows on the south side of the house, northern hemisphere, meaning full sunshine right now. It's kind of sucks, um, but in a couple of weeks we're gonna start recording at night. And then cameras need a lot of light and light is over there and that is shit. So we're kind of tuning to get everything going. Same goes for yeah. Tim. It's just a very basic setup. No screen, uh, green screens are here. It's just a computer uh, kind of uh, calculating how we look. So sometimes we make funny movements. You can see the background. Oh, I'm disappearing now. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of the quirky things that make this podcast so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we just had a great week overall. Uh, great news. Uh, the, well, the course that's being offered, the blockchain and, and, and DLT course that's offered by Quant in partnership with King's College London, obviously due to Luke Riley's Shall we start there? Shall, shall, I, shall I share my screen? And then yeah, sure. That's, uh, uh, it's, it? it's by far the biggest news of last week. So let's get started there. Oh, this is us. The, on Podbean. Oh, yeah. We're also going to elaborate on CCRP a little bit. There were some people asking questions about CCIP. That's like yeah. the chain link solution uh, and, and, and main competition for, for Q&T. Um, we have some interesting uh, alpha on that. And yeah, obviously, this is Podbean. This is our, 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 our podcast channel, um, thequanfishow.podbean.com. And here you can click anywhere you please to go or desire to go. Um, and it's all free. Yeah, free of charge. You don't have to pay us any Q&T. Not yet. No. We don't have a treasury working yet, but it's free until the fifteenth of May. Eh? You know, then you'll have to will charge an annual fee of uh, yeah. ninety nine dollars payable in Q and T. Exactly. Let's hope it's uh, not a whole Q and T by then. Okay. Let's uh, let let's dig into this because this is, um, to me. This is a very important FUD breaker. And what am I looking at? I'm looking at a website called futurelearn.com slash courses slash become a blockchain developer foundations slash one. You will find this link in the description of either the video or the podcast or whatever platform you want. Um, and uh, the headline reads, a beginner's guide to becoming a blockchain developer with Overledger. Discover the basics of blockchain and distributed ledger technologies to unlock exciting new career paths. And it is, um, you, you see the logo of Quant and King's College London, um, together with a nice, uh, nice, nice picture with some arcs, uh, implying everything is connected. Um, this is a very interesting FUD breaker to me because there are still people claiming that Quant has no working product. There's no working product. There's no evidence that anything is going on. There are no updates to the GitHub, etc., uh, etc. Et um, that that and and it's it's hard to prove because the only thing that is up right now officially is the testnet, um, and and accessible to us. I mean, uh, OVN is live, but only on the enterprise side, and gateways are currently ran by 
by Quant themselves. So it's hard to prove. And um, now having a, a course online uh, in, in, in collaboration with King's College London, which, which is pretty huge. Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it's a big university uh, college, very well known, very reputable. Um, but obviously, same goes for Oracle, Sia Chain. I think eight, King's eight is up. the eighth university in the UK, something like that. Depends a little bit how you rank it. And then yeah. it obviously also depends on the Department of Computer Science. I think it's eighth. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's 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 definitely in the top ten in the UK. Yeah, um, but but the, they are reputable. That, that that that's a fact. And 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 since they are now offering a free of charge course, obviously it's not 100% free. It's 100% free up to a certain level, and yeah. and, and and with certain services. Obviously, it's a tiered system. So you got the lowest tier, which is free, which are are the basics of using Overledger of using. Um, of, of coding blockchain in a way. Um, Luke Riley elaborated on that a, a, a bit this morning. Don't have this handy right now. I will look that up in a bit. Um, but this is amazing because this actually proves that, 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 that there's stuff going on, that there is demand because why the fuck would you want to create a course for training devs on a certain product if it's all vaporware? Just doesn't make any logical sense. Also, because King's College London said, okay, we're, we're endorsing this. Yeah. Um, they would not endorse vaporware. Same goes no, that would be a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> no, bro. No, bro. It's all. It's all the, just... the only thought I can imagine is that apparently when just, uh, you can kind of get quite easily into King's, I've heard. If you just pay the tuition, uh, you're fine, usually. If you just uh, do. No, that's. Uh, Irregular thought, let's not go that way. <laughs> okay, what you can see <laughs> no, on, on the screen, you, you, you can join the course, 366 people enrolled. You can see here, the duration is three weeks with a weekly study of six hours. It is 100% online and you complete it in your own time. There's yep. also an unlimited uh, program, don't know what that entails, for 20 uh, euros a month. Um, go navigate this for yourself and, and check this out. Um, yep. First header. Understand the main components of distributed ledgers and blockchain. Um, this reads, with the rise of the digital economy, it's no surprise that cryptocurrencies and blockchains are growing in popularity. This three-week course from King's College London and Quant Network will empower you with an understanding of how blockchains and distributed ledgers work, as well as their advantages over centralized ledgers. Once you've completed this course, you will have the foundational knowledge that you need to become a blockchain developer. Um, and, it, and this is free, and it's pretty interesting because there was a tweet by by Quant or I, maybe somebody else, pardon me, um, and that stated that there were two million developers in the world. Or no, there are twenty-seven million, million developers in the world, of which yeah. only two hundred thousand are engaged with blockchain and DLT. So it's a very small part, and that's also one of the, the problems now is that. Uh, if you're developing with blockchain or, or DLT, that there's such a limited amount of developers. It's, it's, it's going to create huge issues in developing stuff and hiring people. So what Quant has done is that they just opened their, um, their well, overledger to multiple programming languages so that most developers can easily develop on overledger 
in language that is makes sense to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that is one of the problems that Quant solves, as uh, Andrew would usually uh, put it. Exactly. And the future uh, of finance today. Yeah. It it goes on um, reading. Be introduced to cryptocurrencies. There are thousands of cryptocurrencies in existence. On this course, you will learn how to develop programs to send and receive payments for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP. Importantly, you will also learn about the groundbreaking distributed ledger technology that these cryptocurrencies are built on. Learn how to build programs that interact with distributed ledger technology. Applications built on distributed ledger technologies, or DLTs for short, are more transparent, promote decentralized control, and are more resilient to software crashes as well as malicious actors. On this course, you'll gain the skills needed to create your own application and programs that can interact with and be built on DLTs. And you can study with the specialists at King College London and Quant Network. The King's College Department of Informatics has a long-established leadership in the distributed artificial intelligence domain, which is closely related to blockchain. Coupled with DLT know-how of Quant Network, these experts are the perfect guides to help you become a blockchain developer. Then they're showing the syllabus, etc., cetera, uh, which you can uh, read for yourself. And then it also shows the three people you can learn with, being Luke Riley, which is obviously one of the quant gods, um, Raphael Belchior, and uh, Carmine Ventre. Ventre? Ventre? Um, Walter. Yeah, and, and, and here you see the ways to learn. You can buy this course, you can subscribe to an unlimited, or join with, uh, with the limited access. Um, I highly encourage you to check this out. I am not a developer at all. Um, no, me neither. I, I, I run a gateway, ran a gateway. I think I'd need to update it for quite some time. All right. Uh, but I got it going back back, back in the day. Um, it was a learning curve, definitely. But but it's doable. And, and now they have upped their game um, and actually created a course to... Um, to guide people, which which is amazing. And I'll be definitely having a look at this. This morning in the Quant Community channel, the link is in the description for that. Um, Luke Riley, so that's one of the, the what was that? Is he this, the, 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 the chief development officer or something like that? Yeah. All those terms. Um, but he came into the main channel uh, with a message. Uh, good morning. I, I'm reading this from, from Telegram. Just dropping in briefly to mention a few points around the future learn course. Firstly, it's great to have this. Now we have a really useful place to point any type of developer interested in Overledger. Note, we decided to create this course in a way that learners could start and finish it at any time. Therefore, the course has no live classes. It is made up of articles, developer exercises, discussion boards, and quizzes. This is the most time efficient way for us to make this course available and accessible. Hopefully it works really nicely. This means that the course will be up and ready for whoever wants to take it whenever they want. Then Luke uh, continues, for the developer exercises, you will see examples showing the power of Overledger, where there will be scripts containing certain logic that can be easily run against different DLTs with a simple change to one parameter which we call the location object. 
Also for the developer exercises, we suggest that you have basic programming skills. I actually think that the setup of your environment, installing the required prerequisites, language packages, is probably the most complex part for new developers. The exercises in the course do use the JS V2 SDK, but if you're familiar with any type of programming language, it should be easy to set up and use. I can attest to this. When I was setting up my, my VPS, I had no programming knowledge whatsoever. So it took me some time to figure out Ubuntu, which is a form of Linux, because yeah. I needed to install a firewall. I needed to install um, some programs to run other programs. And this is what Luke Riley um, talks about. But um, really, if you can just read and understand English, probably not even necessarily English, because Linux is like freeware and it's used all over the world. You can probably find guides in your own language on how to get that shit going. And from there, you can just make a document for yourself. I did that too. And you can just create a folder, put some documents in for certain stages of setting up the gateway and just copy paste and just change around the, the variables whenever you need to. So you don't have to memorize all that stuff. Um, and uh, even I got it, got it going. Um, yeah. Quantity then asks, hi, Luke. If someone has zero coding experience, what would you recommend to learn before starting the quant courses? Um, he responds to that. I would suggest you give it a go from next week. And if you run into any issues, then discuss it on the boards or around here. Um, th there are more messages from Luke, but for, for the sake of time, um, do you want me to go over them, Tim? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so Luke Riley continues after the question from Quantini. The theoretical content should be accessible to both developers and non-developers. Therefore, I encourage anyone interested in Overledger and therefore DLT to sign up. But I do also encourage even non-developers to try the exercises as they shouldn't be too difficult to understand as they will add to your understanding of DLT and Overledger. If you have any problems, I'm sure you will be able to solve them fairly quickly in the future learn discussion boards or elsewhere, such as in these Telegram groups. Uh, he yep. continues then, for the theoretical aspects, we are starting from the foundational components of DLT so that all learners have a solid knowledge base from which to explore more advanced topics. Some of these theoretical sections include overledger aspects where it is natural to include it. Over time, more and more of our knowledge of DLT is being interacted, sorry, integrated into Overledger, which makes it an obvious tool to help teach DLTs. I hope you find this first in a series of, yeah, I hope you find this first in a series of courses interesting. Good luck. Um, yeah, this, so this is amazing. Um, I, I think this is great. I think um, if you look at uh, back in 2020, summer 2020, when the first gateways in quotation marks were up on testnet, um, there was a challenge. I didn't elaborate on this in English, but there was a, a payments uh, challenge, right? Yeah, payment channel ch challenge indeed. And um, everybody was super excited. They, they made a document and they had kind of like this uh, obstacle course um, with questions kind of in the same way he describes right now. Um, and I was just grinding and grinding and trying to figure it out and trying to learn and navigating on EtherScan and stuff. Um, and it was terrible. It hurt. It hurt physically. It physically hurt my brain. 
um, it, because it was so difficult. But eventually, I did get a gateway running, and um, we we gave a bunch of feedback. I did, and I know a bunch of other people did to Luke Riley and and to Quan Network, and and it's it's one and a half years later, but from mm. what I just read, they implemented all that feedback. They heard our our, our pleas for okay, this is too difficult or this is uh, not clear, and um, and 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 they fixed it from 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 what I can see now. Um, so. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go about it and 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 see how it see how it goes, see how it works. Uh, yeah, very are you up for the challenge to? Uh... Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. Yeah, and and this is also a little bit of a band aid that that they now have this course because after the payment channel challenge, it's a mouthful. They um they didn't really give us feedback, or at least they didn't really engage anymore with the developers, not in a way that everybody would like. Um. So, so, so that this uh, exists now, I think mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm not really up for the challenge. I, I might do it. Um, what, what's holding you back? I'm not sure. I think I'll run into issues, and I just don't think I will be really that motivated to get it started. What what issues? Because you're still vague. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just always a bit wary of just starting new stuff and getting lost in it. I'm not sure what it will add because I have no intentions of becoming a developer. Uh, you don't want to run a gateway? Well, I think gateways will be so easy at some point um, that everyone will be able to understand it. Um, so I don't really see the... Understand it or operate, be able to operate it. There is a difference. Well... Operate it and understand what's going on. Um, so I think I'm not sure. I'll have to see how this goes. Uh, I'm not really interested in doing this, honestly. Yeah, you're not really not... The, the 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 first. How do you say that? The early adapters? No, no, I'm not. No, I, I you're not really a laggard either. But it's uh, kind of like the in between phase. Yeah, well, I'll have to see how this goes. And uh, I'm busy enough with other stuff, so uh... that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless, and I think that people should do it if they're interested, uh, and it will definitely form a bridge um, between getting more knowledge and the current points where a lot of people are. So do it. If you're interested, go for it. I've seen that a lot of people in the community are yeah. going to try this out, and definitely, if, you, if you're up for a challenge... Go and do it. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, it's just for me that I'm kind of lazy with everything. I've <laughs> lots of, well, I'm not that lazy actually. I'm checking my phone all the time, uh, 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 broadcasting updates all day. I don't think I'm that lazy. It's just not really in my. Uh, I'm not that technical. My technical knowledge is quite limited. Um, so yeah, but I am a nerd on the other hand, so I'm not sure. Anyways, there was more this week. Um, yeah. I promised uh, somewhere this weekend that we were going to talk about a little mention of Overledger in an academic article uh, from schoolers from the National University of Singapore. Uh, what can we say about this? Have you seen the the tweet that I sent you? Or 
Was that the tweet uh, that, it, that didn't work? No, that's that's a luck chain. Uh, that's a Medium article that I sent you. Where, where did I you can... send it? You sent it in the private? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, it's a Medium article. It's the latest uh, article that I've sent. Yeah, that, that's the that's the Lagnet. Yeah, well, that that was what the tweet was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Lagnik and Red Clara. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We actually tried to coordinate this time in advance, but yeah, yeah. Well, we failed. Yeah, we can we can talk about something else while you no, get no, it started. No, no, no. I, ha- I have it. I have it. Cool. And then I'll search the other stuff that I promised. I'll uh, yeah. get back to you in a bit. Yeah. So um, this reads um, Lack Network dot medium.com and it's an article on lacnic and red clara in collaboration yeah. with idb lab launch lacnet offering the first global enterprise grade blockchain network in production lacnet um lacchain is the latin america and the caribbean um, blockchain network um it's used by 12 countries right now yeah. um which countries are not entirely sure if they know how relevant that is but it's um it's huge and and quant is is integrated in its core excuse me yeah this article and, yeah go ahead tim please no no it, it's just another step in 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 how blockchain is developing uh, but as far as i understand it is that they're going to launch their own blockchain now uh, and that's kind of what this announcement is about, right? Yeah. As a result of the alliance between Red Clara and Lacnic, and in collaboration with the International Development Lab, International Development Bank Lab, <laughs> that's why they use uh, acronyms and abbreviations, IDB Lab, within the framework of the Lacchain Regional Program, the first blockchain network in the global public permission sphere. In production and business grade has borne Jesus again. No, that's a that's an amazing sentence, don't you think? Yeah, you can see that they literally translated it from Spanish uh, to English. It, it doesn't make sense. I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try it again. As a result of the alliance between Red Clara and Lacnic and a collaboration with IDB Lab within the framework of Lacchain Regional Program, the first blockchain network in the global public permission sphere that is in production and is business grade. Has been born. I, I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I helped the sentence out a bit. Yeah. This network is based on the protocols and experience of Lackchain and orchestrated by Lacknet, a neutral and non-profit international association established for this purpose in Uruguay. Yeah. And should I do the next part? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. So LACNET will allow organizations, governments, and companies to join a network with their projects with a service level guarantee uh, required by this type of interested entities. It is a unique network as it is simultaneously open, governed, regulated, ecological, and with a focus on inclusion. Yeah, that is just, um, oh, sorry, that, that, that was a bit of Dutch in between my little. So that, that is, <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's oh, okay. My uh, stone cold English uh, here, life. <laughs> it's super authentic. No, yeah, it, it's authentic. Uh, no, but that is uh, just a part about this this blockchain, and I yeah. think the rest of the article kind of rambles on on what's going on here. But what's interesting uh, about this bit that you just read um, that that it says organizations, governments, companies, um, 
It's unique as it is open, governed, regulated, ecological, and a focus on inclusion. Yeah. That means it's permissioned, non-permissioned. It's 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 everything on everything. So it's literally. Um, <laughs> it needs an interoperability solution. That's where I'm going for. Yeah. It, it it needs interoperability on a level that can that, that can interoperate everything to everything. And that's 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 the biggest problem with many blockchain interoperability so- solutions because they merely only connect say Ethereum to Bitcoin or they bridge yeah. it or whatever um, non really interoperable probability solution they use um but but the way this is 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 stated apparently this works apparently governments and private networks and open networks can interoperate and communicate on dlt and blockchain yeah what strikes me is that they claim to have multiple features um but is that all going to be on one blockchain or do they need some kind of other solution it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can use twenty blockchains and ten yeah. legacy networks and three DLTs, and it and it will just work, work. if you put overledger in between. Exactly. That's kind of the, the the language that you read in between the lines if you go through this. Yeah. Um, and then they just go on and they. Well, I've already read the article. Oh, that good, but. It just makes some statements and they talk again about a digital highway. And that is something that I've seen before with blockchain that they just say that they're creating this digital highway between North and South America. Um, which well, is huge. Send, yeah, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, to send data from A to B. And, and also back. payments and shit. You know what a big problem is, is, is um, the, the, the duration for payments to go from the North Americas to the South Americas or just between countries, there are so many buttons that need to be pushed. Nobody trusts each other and costs are ridiculous. So you sometimes pay 7%, uh, I read somewhere, um, for, 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 for transferring money. It's, it's, it's stupid. Sometimes there are even fixed fees for, 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 for sending that. Meaning if you send fewer than $100, um, you, you need to pay more than, than you sent, which is, yeah. which is, which is crazy. Um, but obviously the, the, the duration needs to go down for all these things. And this is just talking money. There are so many more things, uh, being data that, 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 that need to be, that they want to be, uh, transferring from f- between countries and, 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 and sending information in a secure way and probably without trusting anybody. That's, uh, one of the things that I, heard hungarians say this or, or write this morning um how beautiful is it that we can create something where we can send information from one to another where we do not have to trust the person on the other end because we can trust the code in between and i know this this sounds really crazy to a lot of people listening to this um knowing how easy it is to exploit many of the blockchain solutions and 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 and, and, and whatnot um but in the end, code is, if written properly, really hard to corrupt. And yeah. people are very easy to corrupt. People can be bribed. People can make mistakes. Um, people can pretend to be other people behind yeah. the computer um, or, or in real life. Meaning that if you can um, just take the people out of the transaction or out of the, uh, out of the loop, 
then then everything becomes standardized and 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 that's where where gilbert wants to take the world regulated yeah. and standardized so that's where that, it's an internet of trust right that that yeah. is basically where we're moving yeah. um, so that everybody plays by the same rules yeah but that doesn't mean and that's also kind of a bridge uh towards something we will to be talking about later uh, it's uh the difference between having trust in code and completely relying on code uh, that's kind of the DeFi argument uh, and then the, the DeFi versus non-DeFi in the traditional world that's something we'll be talking about later um, but nonetheless uh, we are transferring now towards this internet of trust uh, and that is that is huge uh, so take it back to Yarno but there is a lot of interesting stuff going on there I think yeah, and Quant is, uh, Quant is dead smack in the middle. It's the, the, the lag chain thing is the same with EPSI, the European blockchain, um, yeah. which we're all 99% sure um, also use uh, overledger technology. Anybody can just can just plug in when it goes live and um, it, it will change everything. It will make digital identity um, possible, self-sovereign identity um, will be made possible because right now the current internet, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people use VPN. Um, people use anonymity. Nobody uses, well, practically nobody uses their real names um, because everybody's scared. Everybody is scared. Everybody's cautious um, because, because people are just bastards. Yeah. And um, everybody, well, not everybody, many people try to, to take what is yours. Um, so you have to, to to protect it yourself and shit. It it just costs a lot of money, costs a lot of time, takes a lot of resources just in general, and and going to um, what is now Lacknet and what Epsi will be, and I think blockchain China is also um, a, a solution like that. Just makes everything way more secure, and what a lot of people. I think don't really understand is that it makes everything more private. It's, it's, it's just a matter of the choices that are being made in the code. And, and oftentimes, which bothers me and I don't know, Tim, I'm sorry if we didn't want to go here, but it it just felt like the right turn to take. Um, Like everybody is on the internet crying that for instance, CBDCs and other stuff will take away privacy and, yeah. and 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 that that is the, the 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 default or the how do you say that there's no um, way to avoid that yeah and exactly. and and, yeah. and i think that nothing has been more untrue ever than that i think that um right now all your data is everywhere and you're sharing everything without knowing it but when all these solutions go live, I mean, in the Netherlands we have DigiDay. That's that's like yeah. and that's that's like a solution where you have an app um, that that you can use to log into government things, which is kind of like a two FA thing, and that already stores much of our identity stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's like a, just your digital identity and. Yeah. Just like you have a European digital identity now. When you go to Dutch government websites, you want to do stuff. Um, 
that requires the governments, such as booking a COVID test or but also whatever. healthcare uh, insurance, health, just in, exactly. in general. All the kind of stuff you can also now do that on a European level. So it's it's it's, it's yeah. increasing. Um, and, and, and what you will get in the future, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, what you fine. get in, in the future is that you're gonna have just one app like our Digiday digital identity, where you can just flick switches into whom can see your data and under what circumstances. And, 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 and what this gives you is when you get like, when we go one step further to the self-sovereign identity, where you can control your own data and your own information, mm-hmm. um, is that you can literally just check whichever entity can see your information and most importantly, who can not. And right now, it just takes a lot of time. If you want to get an insurance, you, you need to um, authorize people left and right to share data with one another, which is quite a shit show if you're in a hurry because it, it just takes time and time and time and that costs money, etc. And in the future, you can just say, okay, I'm going to give these people permission to look at my data, but I do not give them permission to share. I do not give them permission to download. They cannot no. make screenshots or whatever. And they only have permission to use this data for X number of hours, weeks, or days, or whatever. Yeah. And and that is all done by code. Yeah. So it's also um, immutable, if that makes sense. And and you can just set timers. You can just set timers. You say, okay, I have an insurance, and I'm going to do this for only a year. And after a year, you need to renew everything. And you can just um, all coordinate that yourself. And to many people, that sounds really scary and really difficult. But obviously, there will also be an option like you have with cookies right now. Sure, take everything. Take my firstborn son on Facebook. Click, take my firstborn. Okay, mm-hmm. bye. And, and some people want that, but that's fine. But for the people that don't want that, you're going to have way more options. You're going to have way more control. And you can also see if an entity is sharing your shit. So in this example, if Facebook... Um, which they do sell your shit in the United States, even if you're European, um, you can then see that because you can see where your code has has been going. Yeah. Tim has made designs together with Lexip for Instagram. They created yeah. this brand um, with this orange and the black for quant information. And now there's some, some, some thief that stole their design and created the t-shirt with their definitions and their logo and their branding on it. In the future, if you do that, it is coupled to your self-servant identity. All the data you create, every picture you take, every podcast, every every sound, every word you produce will be coupled to your identity if you want to. You do not have to, but you can. So if you're a yeah. creator and somebody steals your shit, then you can get paid or at least compensated or you have the right to say, okay, so it makes everything more honest if yeah. you want to. Rant over. <laughs> oh, it's it's it's, it's good, um, <laughs> but it's also funny because we are also looking at Web three, uh, also looking at all those terms. We are just like DeFi. We're, we're looking at it, but we just see fundamental flaws with the technology, and we are proposing kind of a different system in how to implement it. So, with DeFi, that as well, you you, you can do that. You can fully rely on code. Uh, but you're still in it with people. Uh, and if that's not governed by anyone, then it's going to 
is going to rock at some point. Uh, and, and, and with, with Web3, it's a bit different there, but... Um, 100% decentralization would never happen. Exactly. That, that's, our, that's our main argument. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just our take I mean, on this. I mean, it can happen, but you, you have to keep in mind one thing. There will always be people that want your shit and don't want to work for it. No, so exactly. Yeah. If 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 ever if, if there are still people, and I I had a rant about this in the Dutch group, there were people talking about how Bitcoin and money and 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 etc. should be anonymous, and everybody should be their own bank, and Bitcoin and DeFi should be adopted. Um, I gave the example. It's like like going back to the age where people lived in their village, and and everything was fungible. If uh, if I have this nice toy crocodile that's been chewed on by my by my dog, it's it's a disgusting piece of. Sh- but but if Tim likes this to make tea, then this has value. So I can trade this for for Tim's new webcam because he's really thirsty and he wants crocodile boxer saliva tea. So this is fungible. So so th- so this can work. But right now this this has no value. For fungibility, we use money. So what the people suggest that say everything has got to be DeFi, everything has got to be Bitcoin, that we're going to go back to the era where everybody can pay with with mirrors and with beads and with that kind of stuff. Because everybody can just create a new token, call it DeFi, say it has a certain value, and then buy something from you because they say it's fungible. Would you do that? Would you believe that? Would you sell your 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 car that's only one year old for um to me that has like a hundred chewed up crocodiles because i say it has value no how do you know it has value that's because we have regulations we have standards we have government bodies um checking and and verifying and 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 authenticating and and all that stuff and i know for a lot of maxis out there um that's just plain wrong because that's being manipulated and that's 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 the man um, using their power to enrich themselves and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Come on, people, be fucking realistic. Be realistic. Mm-hmm. It's it it's it, 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 it's nice on the interwebs where people can trade JPEGs, um, where, where people can buy a Dragon Lore AWP in Counter Strike for freaking ten thousand dollars. Or trade it for an NFT. Um, you know what? Um, interesting. But in real life, who's going to buy a house with glass beads? It's not going to happen. Yeah. No. Sorry. Second it's round. Fine. It's fine. I'm Second just trying round. to. <laughs> it's just a world I'm not really familiar with. I'm just thinking. I'm just observing information here and thinking about it. I don't really have that much to say that's also something i do on social media a lot i just copy what other people are saying without putting my own vision on this i'm just not the kind of tech guy to think about it but it it are definitely interesting discussions um but the thing is with all these kinds of new technologies what you see is that everyone has a has kind of an opinion and 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 a vision of what way it is going but nobody knows exactly how this will play out right nobody Nobody. Everyone is telling everyone is telling a fairy tale in a way, and it will eventually go in a certain direction. 
So for me, it, as an it, investor it, it, and for the average yeah. person just in this market, it, it wouldn't make sense to just go with one side uh, and just fully believe them. So you kind of want to be diversified here. And that is just the beauty of our investment because whoever is going to win this, whatever is going to happen, we are probably invested in it because they will meet interoperability solutions. And if it's not overledger, that's probably something else, but at least we have spotted it and can anticipate. So if there will be some kind of good um, uh, form of competition in the future, we will know what to do yeah. and anticipate it. So that's yeah, the beauty of new uh, new technology. You never yeah. know who's going to win. No, but what 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 what's interesting to note is that there you, you do know what has already won, but then forty years ago, and that's the systems that are up right now. Yeah, true. And um, same goes for Bitcoin. Everybody that that's also that this just dawned on me. Um, Bitcoin is the oldest. It, it's, it's the daddy coin, you know, the, the daddy crypto, the first real blockchain and money and blah, blah, blah. So naturally, obviously, everything um, is, is, is being compared to that, right? Everything yeah. has a BTC pair. Everything is, is gaining in sets or it's losing in sets. But before Bitcoin, there were data centers. And before Bitcoin, there was the dollar and the euro and all that stuff. Still there. Um, but the adoption for for the euro and the usage of, of what, what what is called legacy systems is is, is near 100% saturation, right? Because Bitcoin yeah. Bit, Bitcoin yeah. is Bitcoin is old, but Bitcoin is so fucking new um, that that the majority of the world still hasn't heard of, about it. Um, or they do, but they still have no clue what it is. Yeah, or how it works, or it's not accessible, or, or, or whatever. So if you can make an investment, and you can invest in, in in the latest tech, what we all want to do, because that's the future. Why would you not invest in the past? Because the past cannot be switched off. That's the problem. You cannot simply just flick the switch and turn off the data centers and, and, and take one, two, three years and a couple of hundred billion dollars and just transfer the old system onto the Bitcoin network. It's just not going to fucking happen. It's not possible. It's not no. reasonable. It's not logical. It's, 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 it's not possible. Same goes with different countries using different solutions. You, you cannot ask for uh, the RTGS system of the UK to be shut down and throwing some numbers here but isn't that network throwing around trillions a day it's but, very well be i don't have some I, numbers I, with I, me I, and i don't i believe the uk does more than a, on it more than a trillion in transactions a day through the entire economy <laughs> that's 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 99.9999% on legacy let's say they want to switch and they want to go to uh, they want to go to xrp Let's say they want to do that. Mm-hmm. How are they going to transfer all that data, that entire database, onto XRP? You can't. You can't just turn it off. What are you going to do? You're going to stop the freaking English economy for a day, a week, a month, two months? You can't. It's going to be a Scott Pratt day, I think. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a bank holiday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that, 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 that's the illusion. And, and, and many crypto projects 
might have a lot of things going for them, but if they do not seamlessly and continuously interoperate with legacy systems, it, it's just, it's not going to work because even with Overledger, because Overledger does connect the legacy to the, the DLT and the, and the blockchain, etc. Um, but even then, it takes time. It's always in, in, in motion. I don't know if in flux, I like to say that word in flux, but I don't know what it means literally. Let's write that down in the comments. But it's, it's always moving. Mm-hmm. It's never an on-off switch. It's always, it's like my lights. It's, it's, it's really gradual. And I, I was turning the lights up and down. Um, and, and during that time, both sides need to work. They need to operate simultaneously because sometimes data will be in the new situation being the DLT and sometimes data will be in the old situation being on the, on the ancient servers with people on bicycles providing it with electricity. And, 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 and there needs to be interoperability. The data needs to be able to flow from left to right, from the old to the new and, and vice versa. And, 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 and that has to be there until everything has transitioned mm-hmm. and, that yeah. requ- and, and, and that requires then again the standards and the ISOs and that requires regulation and, and all that stuff oh quant the fucking savior yeah uh, there, there's, there's literally no other solution um, out there right now that we know of except yeah. Chainlink yeah also something. First, however, you wanted to make the bridge to Chainlink yeah. briefly before we forget it. I said uh, National University of Singapore in an article. Oh, yeah. Some kind of bridges to the fact that there is no other solution. I just wanted to drop in here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so this was a paper apparently published uh, in, in April uh, 2021. Just a re- I think people are just randomly using Scopus or those other, like Google Scholar uh, does this search engines for academic articles and just typing in overledger all day and just searching for uh stuff anyway we got a hit here uh it, it's from a paper from the uh, let's see the national university of singapore center for maritime law working paper uh, and it goes, uh, yeah of course oh yeah it makes it a bit easier for everyone careful not to dox too much this is my home screen mm-hmm. nice Juicy. Uh, so, as you can see here, um, it's the Center for Maritime Law, um, which is part of the Faculty of Law of the National University of Singapore. Uh, it's a paper, working paper that was published in April last year. Uh, it's about the blockchain bills of lading and their future regulations. So, it's about well, the loading of ships, I guess, and the cargo. Uh, anyways, when you search this document, I'm going to the search function really quickly. Uh, it, it mentions Overledger. I'll go to the first hit. Oh, here. And then it goes to like the 140 is the, what's the word in English? In Dutch, it's a footnote. It's one of the notes like behind. You know what I mean? Like one of the sources. And when no, you go it to sounds one... pretty English to me, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a reference. Uh, yeah, it's one of those references. Quotation? Spent, I think. Hmm. I've spent so many years in academia and I still don't know. I'm also getting kind of lazy now. You've completed your studies. You're like, ah. Yeah. Uh, you, you can read there the GSBN run by Cargo Smart. Yeah. 
Oh, the also Sorry, I'll, on I'll, Hyper Fabric. So shall I do it? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so it's 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 part of a sentence. Uh, oh, here let's let's just do the entire because this is just one sentence, but it's part of a paragraph. Uh, the first issue to note is that even in purchase projects that initiated the transfer of bills of lading are different and incom- incompatible. Uh, for instance, Tradelands, which built upon Hyperledger Fabric, hey, there we go again, Hyperledger is here, uh, will not talk to Carco X, which relies on the Ethereum blockchain. So they're saying, okay, so if you're with one solution on Hyperledger and the other one is on Ethereum, they can't talk to each other. Here we go. Uh, the GSBN run by Carco Smarts, although also built upon Hyperledger Fabric, uh, will not share data with Tradelands. Although some practical solutions have been implementing, implemented regarding this issue, given, given the diversity of blockchain platforms, uh, fragmentation regarding solutions and their approach to interoperability is pervasive. Uh, and on 140, such as the Overledger, which aims to resolve the interoperability uh, and issue in blockchain. And on C, uh, well, the website of Quant Network accessed the 3rd of March 2021, which proves that even a year ago, uh, Quant was here, was working, and doing its thing. So it's basically just in this academic paper where they're saying, okay, so basically you have this interoperability issue, uh, and it just goes on and on and on about all this this issue. There are solutions now, and it's it's a problem, but there are current solutions, and they mention Overledger specifically, which is kind of big for me, because if you're writing uh, such a paper, you're thoroughly doing your research. Like You, you cannot just get away with just saying, oh, yeah, blah, blah. you actually need to look into it, um, which is good, and it's a very prestigious university. It's just one of the small sidesteps. It's nice to see that, that people are actually getting aware of what's going on. Yeah. I'll take it back to Jarno here, because you've probably had have had enough of my uh, my English, which is terrible at the moment. Don't Go worry, man. You're, you're doing fine. Now, you, you, you noted that Hyperledger Fabric was being used, which is interesting because um, to, to many people in crypto, I, I do not have the, the, the fact sheet up right now. Maybe you can find it, Tim, with the URL. I'll find it for you. I'll show it. Because yeah, there's, um, there's this adoption data available on, um, on blockchain and DLT and to what extent certain blockchain solutions or DLT solutions are being used by uh, by business, by enterprise, by corporates. And I know that there are probably people listening here and they're like, yeah, fuck the governments, fuck the corporates, and they're all corrupt and shit. And, and, and that, that, that might be true, but they are the main clientele for Quant. And this is a Quantfi podcast. And we... Um, we are uh, with you? can can beat them, join them, uh, people. <laughs> I'll briefly bring, bring it back up. What was that? I'll briefly bring, bring it back oh, yeah. up. Uh, there you go. Screen. Yeah. So, so this is uh, from the Gartner uh, 2020 blockchain kind of consultancy round. Uh, they Gartner, kind of, uh, hold on. Gartner, on the side note, Gartner is 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 is, is the biggest of the big, of the hugest of the. Um, what it's more do? parabolic. You can do it. Hyperbolic. <laughs> now they, they 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 verify stuff. They check stuff. They they write reports. Um, and and they're just very very uh, reputable and uh, highly acclaimed. Is that the right term? Um, people yeah, yeah. people want their data. They buy their data. Uh, they buy their reports, and a report costs multiple thousands 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's no, just a consultancy. Oh, no, not glass no? beads, dollars, or euros. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, it, it, it's one of the primary consultancy consultancy uh, companies in the world, uh, which kind of specializes in, in technology. And, and in one of their kind of annual assessments that they make uh, is, is, is the blockchain uh, assessment. And they, they kind of go to companies and ask them, hey, uh, you're using blockchain. What kind of uh, what kind of technology do you have with this questionnaire? Uh, and they kind of do the rounds, and then it results in this figure. At least in 2020, it resulted in this figure. I'm curious to see the updated version on 2021, which we will, which we will probably see in the coming few months. Um, anyways, yeah. So, uh, so, so this, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it's annual, but I think it's it must be annual or biannual at least otherwise it wouldn't make any sense nonetheless what we see here uh are the main um uh well the main technologies that that corporates use uh at the moment and well i'm questioning you yarna do you see solana and and uh, uh some of them avalanche do you see them ah uh, that's it that's it. That, no no of course not but this is this is two years old data okay um, okay and, and a lot has changed because we know that in crypto uh, or in tech in general, um, years pass in, in, in weeks because this was 2020 was also pre-COVID kind of yeah. or maybe mid-COVID-ish. Um, but 2020, not that much. That's not okay. entirely true, but nah, okay. that's what happened. But, but you but, get uh, the points, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, okay, Stella, so my point Stella is... is on there. IOTA is on there. Um, Solana will be in the, in the same... Yeah. Uh, category. So, so for the people who are not watching and are listening this, uh we we don't see them. Uh what we see are um well tokens called Corda. Have you ever heard of the Corda token, uh, Yarno? Because apparently it's the most used. Uh 369 <laughs> uh companies uh have single to use Corda. I've never heard of the Corda token, but apparently 369 companies do. Hyperledger Fabric, have you ever heard about the Hyperledger Fabric token? I haven't. But it's, a, it's being used. 235 companies uh, signal that they're using Hyperledger Fabric. Ethereum is there. Uh, number three. It's number. It's a third, but I'm not sure whether it's actual the public Ethereum. It could be enterprise Ethereum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then Quorum. 29 companies use that. So it's 104 companies using Ethereum. 29 Quorum. 17 are building their own custom solution. Bitcoin is being used by 16 companies. Uh, Belrium by 13, Next Ledger by 12, uh, and Next, NXT 11, and Sigma Ledger 10. Then Amazon with nine companies, Amazon QLDB. And then 30 companies uh, are using something else. And then it's five companies, including one called Ripple. We know them. Five companies use Ripple. Five. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's Stellar. It's a- one company. It's an interesting graph for sure. It's, it's uh, very interesting because it shows us something that apparently the adoption that we have in mind is really going here, right? Yeah, it's on the permission chains, definitely. And no. it's um, it's also the chains where the tokens are not needed. I mean, Hyperledger is... Uh, is technically... But Bitcoin isn't a permission chain, right? Um, no, but it says primary blockchain technologies utilized in consultancy engagements. 
Okay. So consultancy engagements. Um, I'm just using logic here because I do not know the, the definition. Uh, you can maybe Google that. I'll Google it briefly. Consultancy engagements. But I think that th that has something to do with just um, auditing stuff and not really technically using it. Consultancy yeah. engagements. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Okay. But nonetheless, um, however so, so what, you look so at it. So what is this until? Look, look that up, the definition. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh -oh. I forgot that people can actually view my screen. Uh, um, da -da -da -da. Working a business consultancy requires a lot of balance, depending on how you set yourself up. The most likely scenario is you're going, oh, everything yourself. Yeah, okay. This is... Um, Yeah, consultancy that's... engagements um so uh, uh, you, you hire them you want to do a transaction um you you, you can use bitcoin for payments yeah. I, th I think that will cover it i think for ethereum the same um and and, and all those other things yeah now nonetheless but again this is ancient this is ancient data it, it, it's two years old um, yeah but i think the point still stands despite yeah. the fact that it's two years old um and that is because it's a speculative market, so I think that the prices and the, the, the price action doesn't mean anything. It has no grounding. Uh, I think that the market itself hasn't changed that much in two years' time. I think that the, the speculation, the, the to the moon um, stuff, that's there. Uh, and that changes rapidly because things can rock. Uh, but fundamentally, nothing really changes in those two years. It's like selling an oil tanker. I uh, think it's skewed even more forward. towards the permission. I think there are many, many more companies um, now into the DLT space. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is just my, my gut feeling. There's no data right now to back this up. Um, but I think it's skewed even more to the permission side. And um, obviously, all these numbers will have increased. But I think, yeah. I think the Cordas um, and the Hyperledger users um, have grown um, much, much more than, than the... Um, than the ones requiring tokens yeah. um, or are permissionless. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing new reports on this and, and see how it goes. But at least it did signal something. Very, I think that was one of the most crucial figures that I've seen when investing in quant. Uh, and that is that you just see that there is no corporate backing of all those things in, in, on the public market. Uh, all those tokens are not being used by companies. That was just such a convincing argument for me to almost kill all into Q&T. Uh, because once the bubble pops, and it will pop at some day, you need some kind of corporate backing. <laughs> if you don't, you're, you're screwed. If there is no adoption, it's, it's not going to work out. Which um, brings us to another point, I think. Yeah, you want to go to the, the Chainlink? Yeah. Yeah, Chainlink was supposed to be uh, one of the main... Uh, competitors for for quant with their CCIP and uh, see, uh, let me see where am I CCIP um, was most likely going to do the same as Overledger does but then more focused on the DeFi side of things um, am, am I sharing sound no I'm not sharing sound let me see how I do this again share sound um, then, then this popped up. This is uh, uh, 
chain link laps. Uh, we've got a question about uh, Alliance Block using CCIP. We've got to see what CCIP looks like first before we talk about who's using it and what it's going to look like there as well. Yeah. I mean, these are questions that I want to know too, but I, we're not quite there yet. So we, we need to move forward in this year and see what CCIP yeah. looks like and see and all, all those sorts of things. But um, we certainly can ask Thias about the 2022 roadmap. Yeah, so this was in a, in a video call with Alliance Block. Um, Chainlink was going to have a collab with Alliance Block. Um, that turned out to be a price feed. How's that for a partnership? Um, and <clears throat> you see here Andy Boyan and Zai Reyes, both from Chainlink Labs. And, and Andy Boyan actually said, um, what will CCP look like? We'll have to see. We have, um, we have no clue. So regarding the, um, the competition bit, <clears throat> there, there are knowledgeable people in our quant community um, that have made the guesstimation that from this point, Chainlink is about three to four years behind technologically. Yeah. So even if quant stopped um, developing for three to four years, it would be very likely that the chain link didn't even catch up with the CCRP thing, thing since it is still on the drawing board as per yeah. chain link labs themselves, um, which is interesting. A problem for them because and... chain link is so far behind that even when Quant stops and they didn't stop today, we got 2.2.0. Yeah. Yeah, which is another part of this episode. I don't want to spend that much time on CCIP because it's irrelevant for us. That's, uh, that's pretty obvious. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Overledger, 2 2 Bring the there juice. Man, man, man. You fucking savage. No, honestly. I went I, to I, fucking I, work. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but um, in the Lutch episode, we, we covered CCIP for bits and I just thought about it later. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. They, they are going to come up with some kind of interoperability solution, which on the drawing board will look similar to, to Overledger, but if it's so far away, um, it, it's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. Oh. Um, look at how Bitcoin is still managing to be number one, even though its tech is completely outdated and, and hopeless. Obsolete. Um, obsolete, yeah. In the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a business waiting five minutes if you're going to go get an ice cream, you got to pay with Bitcoin. No. You need to wait five minutes. How much will a transaction cost? Uh, we, we don't really know. It's it's up to the miners somewhere <laughs> in Kazakhstan what they charge us. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and and it takes for two block confirmations, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, but at least it's completely decentralized. So that's 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 good. Yeah. yeah. Unless you <laughs> want somebody to blame when clowns. something goes wrong. Complete clowns. That's what I call them. Uh, Bitcoin boofjes in Dutch. <laughs> Thugs. Okay, here we go. Overledger 2.2.0 improves performance and data quality across APIs. 17th of February, 2022. Quant Overledger is the world's first blockchain agnostic API gateway. In Overledger 2.2.0, we enhanced the performance of the gateway and improved data consistency across our APIs. There are no new features added within this release. Quant has a steady product roadmap for Overledger to enable customers to create enterprise-grade smart contracts that function across blockchains, smart tokens for digital asset management, and tools to analyze multi-DLT transactions. 
Developers should note that due to Overledger's API changing in this release, any MDAPs created in earlier versions of Overledger should be retested. Please yep. see the release notes 2.2.0 for full details on the changes in version 2.2.0. And there's a get started now link yep. as well. <clears throat> um, yeah. Interesting. So basically they say there will be no features in this new update and they're just adding better stability to everything that's going on in the network, including gateways they mentioned it again. Um, and someone else mentioned on, 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 on Telegram. Uh, exactly. Once you um, kind of introduce an, a, a new um, a new number here, so you put it 2.20, then that will usually lead up to a bigger release of stuff. So you kind of finalize what you've been doing before. You're just kind of polishing that. Then yeah, it's fine can, and you can move on to something else that's bigger. You can technically go on on 2.1 uh, indefinitely. You can go to 2.1.999,999 and nobody would, 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 would bat an eye. But they, they chose to go to 2.2.0. And this is all speculation, obviously. And this is playing with... Um, with, with the margins <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it's pretty interesting um that that, that is going on um, yeah you're not doing this when you, when you have nothing to to offer then you would just put 2.18 out and not 2.1 points you get what i mean yeah but, uh, and, i'm not and, a tech guy by any and, standards but and what's interesting is that um it, it, it it's a gateway update and they, they improved consistency uh, and performance. So this again confirms that gateways are live and we know for a fact that they are live because, well, no, we don't know for a fact, but Gilbert said they are live and that they are running the gateways for now um, until they can um, support gateways. And as you noticed earlier this episode, there's now a beginner guide to becoming a blockchain DLT developer, gateway operator, etc. Um, this is a very, very smart way to go about it because now everybody that wants to run a gateway will get educated. Overledger Network is running on quant gateways, so the decentralization part is a little bit of a fact, but not the way everybody wants it because everybody wants staking. But if they would have released the gateways today, then most of us would have not known how to set up a gateway. What that will create is a fucking landslide in customer service requests. I'm having trouble X, Y, Z, all that shit. So what they've now done, they have started with a course. Uh, they want people to run the course. Hi, Gilbert, when help. <laughs> with support now yeah, support. Um, so so everybody's getting educated and and after then uh, th in, in the meantime they are still obviously stress testing gateways because that's what you see right here and they're they're improving so when we the plebs the community uh, get gateway access it will be a much better polished product we will all be way more knowledgeable and they will have to spend fewer resources um, to, 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 to keeping everything running and to get yeah. people, uh, to get people going. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's the same thing as what you see in the course. They say, well, we're just doing it this way because it wouldn't, it, it's not costing us too much time uh, because they are clearly busy doing other stuff. Uh, yeah, I find it kind of amazing that even though they are developing so quickly that they still had the time to put that out. I think it's one of the projects that uh, Raphael, the, 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 the intern, uh, which was a PhD student, and we've talked about him before. Not sure in not English. A, not in English, no. Yeah, but at least part of his internship at Quant was developing, uh, I mean, writing an academic uh, uh, paper and, and, and doing all kinds of stuff. And I think that this is one of the things that he was working on, getting this, this course started. It might be like an outsider perspective, like, hey, guys, we're just in this company, we're doing this, but how are we going to bring back this knowledge to the general public and, and, and developers? It's purely speculation, but it, it, it would kind of make sense in my mind. It is so smart to educate, educate your target audience first Before you, yeah. and then launch the product because what, what is most expensive always and, and, and expensive not just in dollars, but also in time is customer service. Customer service, um, if, if that is shit, then you have issues, then you have troubles. Yeah. If you have a web shop with a really clunky UI user interface and um, and with limited payment options, um, you, you're going to have a lot of trouble. You're going to be spending a lot of man hours and a lot of resources on keeping people happy. And if people get their fingers burned once, they're pissed. But if you burn their fingers multiple times, they're, they're just not coming back. And, and, and then you're going to get bad reviews and that's going to create a whole different uh, heap of trouble. Yeah. So producing a course, educating your target audience and, and in the meantime, streamlining your product yeah. um, is, is amazing. Same because when people are going to attend to this course, which pe people will, because we all want to make money in a way, um, there's going to be feedback and, and they can very easily, drip by drip, identify what the problems are because everybody works at their own speed. Some people might not take six weeks and six hours a day. Some people might just do this in, in two days. And, and they will be the best at, at, at that already. Um, and they will go to Quant Network to fix issues. And those issues will be fixed before somebody else gets there. And it's like a little staircase. So then all the customer uh, service problems and questions, they will trickle in. It will not be a flood and it will not no. be repetitive and all that shit. So it's really, really smart the way they're going about this. And I'm, I'm really happy that they're doing it this way because in the end, the product will be better, reputation will be better, um, and, 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 and we will be getting a way smoother performance um, than, than, than we had before. Remember my, my anecdote of um, the, the, the first iteration of Gateways. Yeah. I felt so stupid. I felt so dumb. And, and we all wrote that down and, and, and they took it to heart and they implemented it. And um, it, it's an amazing, amazing project. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. Uh, I wanted I to say something about this, but don't really have anything to say. I was thinking about the early days of the internet where you're just kind of, I mean, of even computer technology that you just kind of school people into what's going on. And 
get everyone on board as good as you can. That's yeah. where you need to put the effort first, school them, and then sell them your product. Because then yeah. once they're used to it, it's kind of almost like how an entire generation got used to just using Windows and all its products. Like we all grew into using Word and Excel and, and, and that kind of stuff. So smart. If you survive then, long enough. Yeah. Then everyone is used to it and becomes a standard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's smart. Yeah. XRP. I see it. <laughs> on the, on yeah. The screen. I, I opened the... Um... The release, release notes. notes. Yeah. And the release notes read, what's new? Overdigit 2.2.0 improves consistency and data quality across our APIs. Overdigit 2.2.0 is a quality improvement release to enhance data consistency across our APIs. We have also enhanced existing API functionality. All API calls return timestamps in a consistent format, regardless of underlying DLT format, which is still available in the native data structure. Improved handling of Bitcoin pending transactions. XRP transaction dot signature handling aligned with other DLTs in search output. XRP operations on a single address populate both origin and destination fields with that address. Transaction search results data structure aligned with other API calls for consistency and readability. You can actually notice that I am not very tech savvy on the developer level because I'm actually choking on some of these sentences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ethereum signing slash fee calculation more robust under conditions of very high, very low traffic on Ethereum. Balance in quotations, data type standardized to string across all API calls. Ethereum sequence number calculation optimized. These are just words to me. <laughs> Correctly return data on empty XRP blocks, case handling, and returns a lot. for hashes. And, and we have consistent a couple of more pages. I'm going API to abort calls. your mission. Here. No, no, Sorry. this is this is this is the last one. Oh. DLTs, um, other minor optimizing and defect fixes that do not affect API functionality. Okay. And then cool. you get the following APIs are upgraded to provide improved data quality, and then you gotta get. Um, that's one yeah. item sandbox pro in production. Then you got some stuff. Okay. We'll, we'll post this in the for the people sure. that are interested. Well, what does what, what? How does this benefit the average investor? <laughs> this that's a good yeah. question. I saw I mean, the information away. we're sharing here. Yeah, well, it's nice. Sorry. but I don't think that the, the average person reading is it's like. Uh, uh, I, I should have done this. You're absolutely right. Good lesson. Yeah. Well, I'll no, no, it it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Put it in it's, the description. Uh, it's it, it's cool stuff, but uh, <laughs> I think is. that the average person is is not transgressing beyond uh, the when staking question, which we actually got on Instagram. Um, just directing this back. When staking, um, please yes, shut it with with this <laughs> question. It, it gets really really tiresome. For the I don't know how many times I've brought this up, but we're still waiting for the gateways to fully release. They're currently in the internal environment of Quant for the reasons Jarno mentioned before. Um, the, re the reason of customer support, that's the issue what we're focusing on. And they will release it as soon as the team is ready. And then we can stake. In the meantime, there will probably be some pools um, on some ske sketchy exchanges, I think, where you can probably also stake Quant 
And if you're really here for the staking, you should be in Quant in the first place because the API is going to be so low that it won't be very interesting for you. On the other hand, all Quants, this is part of my standard story, uh, there is so that the supply is so limited that even a very low API will probably result in uh, quants, which will be extremely valuable in the future. So that's our standard answer. So when staking, not yet, just wait for it and just stay comfy. There was also a very interesting call the other day with Hungarian Max Bosenko. Yeah. Um, Ghost wasn't there this time. Um, there are also. Are you pointing at the conversation of this week, or yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah? That was on uh, the Twitter Spaces. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Twitter Spaces. Uh, it it was on Twitter Spaces, Telegram, and Clubhouse. Really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. They yeah. streamed it multiple ways, and um, Greg Lund, Greg Lund, Hungarian Hortel. Um, also, um, I called Max Pasenko. Max Pasenko wasn't there, uh, but they're all community gods. Also. Uh, Trying to educate and 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 teach while also learning themselves, just like we do. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll put them in the description as well. You definitely need to check them out. But they had yeah, some they, they had some interesting uh, chatter, uh, so some some interesting talk on on, on stuff that that, that we t- uh, talked about here as well. But what was um, what I was trying to say is that afterwards we were on Telegram. And Hungarian uh, analyzed the, the Coinbase situation. There were people, and we're talking wallets right now. Coinbase had been silently accumulating uh, Q&T tokens during last summer after it listed, Quant listed on the Coinbase. And they managed to acquire over 10% of the current, of the total supply by now. Um, in the Dutch podcasts, a couple episodes back, I told you guys um, that I found it interesting that there were so many wallets with the same amount of tokens, and we thought it were treasury buys. Turns out yeah. there are Coinbase. Some some people in the uh, Dutch Quant group also pointed that out. Thank you for that. You were absolutely positively right. Uh, but what is interesting is that uh, where you go check on those wallets, I think they are page five, six of, of Etherscan. Um, go do your own research. All those wallets have only been adding QNT. There's no ETH, and there have not been any selling of any QNT whatsoever. Not a no. single QNT has been sold. They have only been adding and adding and adding um, to their portfolio. Um, so it's not a liquid supply, which is interesting. And 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 what the hypothesis was that uh, that that Hungarian had. Um, was that they could potentially very well be offering gateway services. Obviously, you cannot stake from your ledger. And I know many people, if you still believe not your keys, not your coins, and it's still not untrue. Um, But for the regular man who doesn't want to run its own gateway, uh, a Coinbase gateway could be a solution. But with their current stack already, they, they they have like one and a half million now. Uh, QNTs, I believe, that that Gates Hungarian said, Um, they could even provide QNT rewards, which is really interesting because um, my suspicion would be that if they would 
day an exchange would give returns, it would be very smart of them to only give rewards in their native token. Because if you're Coinbase or if you're uh, CoinMetro or, or whatever, you probably have your own token. That token is essentially free. You did not pay a single cent to create it, but everybody that gets one trades with it and it makes you money. So that's like yeah. a very nice uh, revenue model. But if you want to reward people with QNT, you need to have QNT. And that QNT has to have been bought by you because QNT cannot be mined. QNT cannot be farmed. QNT will never be airdropped by, by anybody because it's simply too scarce and too valuable. It's simply not going to fucking happen unless somebody has another agenda. And you should be very wary about that. Um, You're probably getting scammed if that yeah, happens. M- most likely. There are fewer QNT than Bitcoin. Um, so, th- yeah. So there is, according to Hungarian, in his mind, this is not a fact, a good chance that you could get rewarded in QNT for staking QNT on Coinbase. To me, I will definitely, if that's an option, spread my funds and put a little bit on Coinbase if that is the case. And that is smart for Coinbase because that means they will have more QNT uh, still to do the things that exchanges do with tokens when they are there. Um, but remember, not your keys, not your coins, etc. Yeah. But if, if I'm considering it, while I'm going to run my own gateway, many other people will too. Means that if many people do that, then the rewards can go up and blah, blah, blah. Well, could be very interesting. Yeah, it's kind of how a bank works. Yeah. Pretty much. It's the same. Yeah, it's kind of the same surface as what you see with, with other cryptos. It's interesting. And um, now you're talking about it. I remember that Coinbase somewhere in October, somewhere there, they run this little quiz uh, program that you can learn about a crypto. And if you mm-hmm. answer all the questions correctly, yeah. uh, or, or if you just run the quiz, I'm not sure, and didn't do it, you can earn a little bit of Q&T, yeah. uh, which kind of aligns with your argument that Coinbase has been buying the dip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually bought the pump. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, they, they, just they, made, accumulated... they made the pump so they can buy the dip. <gasps> yeah. It's a pump and dump. It's a fucking pump and dump. No. Now, um, that could have been a theory. I'm just speculating here. It's pure speculation. I don't know. I'm not into the Coinbase team. And again, I don't really care. Again, I, With so many things about Quant, do I really care at the end of the day? Not really. It's just that I see it passing through and I'm like, okay, nice. Uh, is it going to change my life? Well, probably in the long term, because it will positively uh, affect Q&T. Uh, but for the short term, I don't know. It's interesting nonetheless. Um, there was another question on Instagram that was being asked. Um, Shall we I make can... that the last one? Because I need yeah. to go pick up my daughter from yeah. school in like 10 minutes. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and it's also a question we can answer in a bit in depth. Uh, and the question goes as follows. Uh, should I use QRC20 as basis to tokenize my businesses and why? So using QRC20 as a tokenization model. Huh. What do we know of QRC20? Not much just yet. Nothing. 
we, we know nothing no. with certainty yet besides that it's a smart contract standard. Um, yeah. It's possible to create tokens. I, uh, I, I still have this up probably. Uh, let's see. That's a joking baby. Something else. This is fucking. Is that Bobo or Miko that's always sharing the vomiting babies? <laughs> it's Miko. Oh, God. That's disgusting. Um, but oh, here, here it is. Here it is. Uh, or clown. He's her in house clown. He's her in house clown, yeah. Yes. This is uh, Shiba Gilu. Do yeah. you see this? Yeah, I can see it. Shiba Gilu, SGI, deployed Ethereum tier one, um, 10 million supply, Shiba Gilu on Etherscan, Rothstein testnet, mind you. Um, so yeah, you, you, you can probably do everything and more on your, uh, for your business on QRC20 in the, the not too distant future. But for now, it's uh, crystal ball. Yeah, no, no one knows for for sure, but you can imagine what with what what Quant's doing, that you can um, deploy everything on anything in nearly any language. I think oh. I, I think that that just about covers it. So yeah. if there's a certain standard you want to choose, I'd go with QRC twenty. I think. Yeah, but I'm no dev. Definitely. I think if you are deploying some kind of token uh, and, and you don't want to be limited to, to one blockchain, even when you're not sure about what you're doing, because you will figure out on, on the way what you need, then deploying QRC20 uh, will be a very logical step, in my opinion. But how this exactly works, we're not entirely sure yet. Um, but I think it would be a logical decision for many uh, for many companies to to take. So... Don't don't speculate too much on it, but it is very interesting, um, and I think that it will become huge because we are currently limited to just one blockchain, and with this standard, we can tokenize stuff that's the on multiple chains at is the same time. Multi-chain. Yeah, it's not cross-chain; it's multi-chain. I think even Vitalik Buterin said that. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Now Vitalik said it, yeah. He, and for, for multiple reasons, he, he believes the uh, cross-chain future is not really here. It's multi-chain. It will share that tweet. We'll uh, find it for you and share it. Right. So tokenization of QRC20, yeah, high probability that, that companies will need it. Uh, and why you should need it, that's, that's for yourself. If you really need uh, to go on, on multiple chains at the same time because you want the functionality different stuff combined do it uh but for this point it, it's kind of unclear how it works exactly still so we're just in the waiting stage we're comfy and uh thank you for listening i think is there yeah. any last remark or Not was this it just everybody um leave a like um yeah. if you're if you're on youtube make sure to to give let's just use the feedback options that you have um yeah let, let us know which questions um, you can use uh, Instagram. You can use Telegram. Um, all you can links use YouTube, to Twitter. Ev- yeah, everything in the, in the descriptions on every platform. Um, so please do give feedback. Um, yeah. Ask questions. 
And no. um, besides that, thank you for listening. If you're still here, if you're uh, still here. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of hole again. Yeah. No, you've made it all the way through. You've heard us rumble and fend things in the community or untechnical analysis on technical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. it, it's been uh, it's been a good talk, and we'll see you next week. Oh, stay comfy. Oh, and yeah. stay tuned to our platforms because we will obviously be sharing stuff there. Um, we're just building everything, yeah. and everything we talked about will also be in the description of the whatever oh, you sure. are. Yeah, stay comfy, so as people. Always, stay comfy.